How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host, Alex Nicolau, and we are back. I apologize for the hiatus, everybody. You guys can back me up on this when I say the superhero community has just been so dry lately, and it's unfortunate. But today we got a good one, guys. I want to be reviewing Werewolf by Night, giving a little bit of a review on She-Hulk, talking about the killer critic reviews that Black Adam is pulling in. And then we're also going to talk about some of the unfortunate news with Marvel pushing back dates and Blade and all that kind of stuff. So why not get started with Werewolf by Night? We're going to be reviewing the entire short film, um, or I guess it's a special, really. Uh, I'm not going to be doing like how I do with normal movies with uh, the spoiler free and then the spoiler review. I'm just going to do a 100% spoiler review because right now, if it's 2 a.m. and you're listening, you can go watch it on Disney+. Plus. So without further ado, we're going to get into my spoiler review of Werewolf by Night. Let's go. Werewolf by Night was great, and that's it. There's nothing else to it. It's great. I don't think it was revolutionary, and it wasn't bad at all. I think it's straight down the middle great. It was an awesome taste breaker from the usual Marvel formula that we're presented with, and like the ambiance of the you know the old Universal monster type movies like like Nosferatu, the Wolfman, all that kind of stuff was perfect for the story, and I love that direction. Michael Giacchino, as most of you know him as, like the brilliant composer of so many movies like Up, The Batman, Tom Holland's entire Spider-Man trilogy, many Star Wars films, Ratatouille, and so much more. He crushed it. Guys, this was his directing debut, and he crushed it with both directing and composing. Shout out to him. Getting into the characters and the storyline, I think this was definitely the way to go with introducing all these kinds of characters, especially Elsa Bloodstone and her family, because that is a long, long story, but the way they introduced it and how they introduced the Bloodstone and Ulysses and all that, short, sweet, and right to the point. Now for Gail Garcia Bernal, who plays Jack Russell, the werewolf by night himself, he was great. I have not seen any of his other work, but from what I can tell and from what I've read in the comics about Werewolf by Night, he did a great job with this character. The story itself, although it was really, really simple, I'm glad they kept it that way. I really am, because they're trying to introduce this whole new realm of monster characters inside of the MCU, and it was nice to see how simple they approached it by only really adding two characters, and only one of them has speaking lines. When it comes to action, it was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty basic combat with all the hunters when they were hunting and stuff like that. I mean, there were a few great moments in there, but when it gets down to Jack turning into the werewolf by night, oh my god. And before we even get into that, I want to talk about his look. I am so glad that they went with practical makeup instead of CGI for the werewolf by night. Sony should take notes because Morbius looked like a Snapchat face filter in Morbius a few times, alright? But anyways, I think it was just a very smart approach to use practical makeup because it just matched the whole vibe of this Halloween special, and it looked spectacular. And how can we forget about the goat himself, Ted, man thing? Oh my god, that was great. It was great to see him. His powers were kind of insane. I had no idea it was that severe. I thought he was just kind of like a brute. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to see him in the MCU. I, I, I think he's going to become a very lovable character down the line. That's going to be really cute to see. Uh, but yeah. It was a great relationship between him and Jack. I think that's really cool uh, how they were like best friends and everything. It's really cute. One last thing before I move on is just how much I loved this format of the Marvel's special presentations. That was spectacular. I think this is such a great idea. And this was probably one of the best ideas Marvel's had in such a long time. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home was, was the the idea. But let's, let's be honest. This was, this was also a great idea for these specials because... 
Werewolf by Night, like, the only other way I can see him entering the MCU is not through a movie, and it's not through a show, it's through a cameo in someone else's movie or show. So if they want to do something solo, I think this is the way to go when it comes to these type of characters. Like, there are so many other characters I can think about who probably won't be as good in a movie to, alone as they would in a special, or won't be as good in a TV show as they would in a special like this. Number one, when it comes to mine, Silver Surfer. I would love a Marvel Disney Plus special about how Norrin Rad became the Silver Surfer. He is definitely in my top 10 of my favorite Marvel Comics characters, and I just don't think he would do justice in his own movie or just in a cameo in like a, a movie or a show. I think a, you know, a Marvel special presentation like this is the absolute best route for this kind of character and many other characters. I know we talked about last week with John and Matt how some characters who are already established in the MCU would be better off having a 60-minute special like this, like Echo. I think, you know, her that storyline is going to add on to Daredevil Born Again. I think that would just be great as a special. I mean, maybe they'll make it a little bit longer or something. Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Do they really need a nine-episode show about Agatha Harkness? I think she would do absolutely outstanding as a 60-minute special. But anyways, my final thoughts for Werewolf by Night. It was great. I love this new format that they are trying to introduce, and I love the directing that the special had. It was truly a great production for Marvel Studios, something so fresh, and I, I really can't wait to see what the future holds for the Marvel Monster Universe, and hopefully next year we can get Morbius 2, The Rise of Ned Leeds. But for my official, unofficial review of Werewolf by Night, I am giving it an 8.5 out of 10. Now let's talk She-Hulk, everybody. And I'm about to say something very controversial, maybe. Hopefully not. I feel like everybody should be in agreement that She-Hulk was great. But I loved She-Hulk. I loved She-Hulk more than I ever thought I would. Alright? I was not expecting this show to be that good. It was phenomenal. And I'm about to say something so out of pocket right now. I think it's, it's, I think it, I think it's one of the best Marvel Disney Plus shows that we've ever gotten. I think it could be number one. All right. Oh my God. That seems crazy to say out loud. But when I think about She-Hulk, it's not. I think what was so great about She-Hulk was the unexpected greatness of the show. I don't think anybody expected how great it was going to be on top of the cameos that everybody was waiting for. Everybody was waiting for that Wong, Hulk, and Daredevil cameo. Everybody was waiting for it, especially Daredevil. People stopped watching because of the Daredevil cameo, and they, they thought they were promoting it too much, but they're not showing him. And they gave us more than enough Daredevil in both 8 and 9, and we should be even grateful that they did that. Jen's fourth wall breaking was fantastic, and it, it really felt like maybe She-Hulk was your friend throughout the show, talking to you, chiming in, whatever. And a lot of people thought maybe it would be too much or it'd be too little, but I think it was the perfect amount. And the self-awareness that the show had was insane. Oh my god, dude. She knew that she was CGI or that her superhero stories uh, aren't the same as others, and when she broke out of Disney+, Plus. <laughs> Went to Marvel Studios, talked to the producers and writers, and even that uh, brain version of Kevin Feige was, that was awesome. Alright, that was great, and the, the self-awareness at the end when she says, that's what us Hulks do, you know, you know, we smash buildings, smash blah blah blah, you know, smash bad endings, and then she goes, and sometimes Matt Murdock, what? And like, it, that was, that was awesome, I really love that. I just think this show has done something so different. 
than anything, anything, and anything we've ever seen in the MCU. Uh, if, in my opinion, I think it's the most different project that we've ever seen. Even Werewolf, Werewolf by Night isn't as different as this. Uh, I don't know. Actually, that's pretty. That's a good debate. But anyway, it was fantastic, and I loved it. And of course, shout out my boys Daredevil, Wong, and Hulk for those amazing appearances. I missed y'all so much. And including a special cameo. Two seconds. Of of Hulk's son, Scar. Let's go. We're getting Hulk back, baby. I can feel it. I can feel it. I think, I think She-Hulk was the appetizer. We're about to get the main course, baby. Hulk is coming back. Hulk is coming back. I'm sorry, but I have to give She-Hulk a 9.5 out of 10. It was fantastic. I don't... Can I... I don't know... I don't know why. Like, I explained those reasons on why I love that show so much, but there's something, like, else about it. I think... I think it really was just how they tried to make it a 30-minute, you know, superhero legal drama. A TV show. Alright? I think what's so different about this one versus the other Marvel Disney Plus shows is those are trying to be like full-fledged movies. They're trying to be really long movies. But this one was just so simple. Great stories in each episode, you know, and at the end it was uh, something so different. So for my official unofficial review for She-Hulk, I'm giving it a 9.5 out of 10. Moving on to Black Adam, the reviews are already in, and people are loving it. You know, one of the first things I saw was that Black Adam is like the Dragon Ball Z live-action movie that we never got. <laughs> so that must mean there's a lot of action and there's a lot of, a lot of hopefully good CGI. Um, but here is Eric Davis on Twitter. This is just one of the reviews that first pops up when you search it. Uh, DC's Black Adam rocks. Tons of action. Characters are instantly invested in and terrific pacing. Dwayne Johnson finds a great balance in being menacing and badass, but also empathetic. Especially loved Aldous Hodges, Hawkman, and Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate. More JSA movies, please. That's great to hear that they did like the Dr. Fate and Hawkman in this. They do look great. Um, that's great. Um, um, besides, you know, just Black Adam, I do think some of these characters such as Hawkman... Uh, and Dr. Fate needed to be inside the DCEU, and this is a great way to introduce him. And uh, other than that, people are also saying Black Adam, uh, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson doesn't play Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this movie. He does play Black Adam, and it's great. Uh, you know, he really shows his acting skills in this movie. And wow, I'm very excited for this. You know, I don't know. I, you know, we did mention this last podcast that Shazam is one of my favorite DCEU movies, and he's my favorite DCEU character. So finally having Black Adam in the in the MCU, in the DCEU, is going to be awesome. And there's also, it's not even a rumor anymore, bro. Dwayne The Rock Johnson made it happen himself. Henry Cavill is coming back as Superman. It's happening. Like, there's no way he's just going to say, on, on this planet. Someone else has been on the sidelines for a long time. I think we should bring him back. There's no way he's just saying that because... Oh, Ben Affleck's Batman is coming back. You know, it's it's definitely Henry Cavill Superman, and that's awesome. I'm really excited to see that, and I think it looks great. I, I I'm really excited to see this movie now. Oh man, now to talk about the depressing stuff. Marvel Studios has decided to delay many projects. Um, so Blade will now release on September 6th, 2024. The reason for Blade being shut down completely 
the writing and the directing has been so sloppy over there. So they're deciding to just scrap the entire project and rebuild it from new. I think that's a great idea. You know, why play a broken record when you know it's going to scratch? So I'm okay with them delaying Blade if it means that they're trying to give us the best story they can. I'm upset because I really want to see Blade. <laughs> I think Mahershala Ali is going to kill it, but I think we need to be patient. This one hurts too because of that huge, huge, huge announcement that they had for Deadpool 3 that Hugh Jackman will be returning as Wolverine. That's nuts. All right. But fortunately for us, they only delayed it two months. All right. It was originally set to release September 24th, 2024. Now it's only releasing on November 8th. So less than two months, really. You guys already know how frustrated I am about the Fantastic Four. I just want it. Just give me it. But now they have to delay it again. <laughs> I talked about this last podcast. Why would they announce it so early and just tease and tease and tease us, bro? And like, we don't even know who the cast is, man. We don't know... If, if, if John Krasinski is going to reprise his role, like if he's not, then what, what was that for? For nothing. <laughs> I just want it so bad and you keep pushing it back. <sighs> I just want to see Spider-Man and Human Torch together, friends. And, and, and I just, I, I don't want to wait. <laughs> And finally, I'm not too upset about this one. I think I saw this happening. Avengers Secret Wars will now release on May 1st, 2026 instead of November 2025. Uh, I kind of expected that one. I didn't really think that it was going to be... Uh, I, I didn't think they could do it, if I'm being honest, with all the other empty slots they had. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm okay with that one. All right, I'm okay with that one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, doesn't matter to me. Just don't move it again. How about that? Just, just leave it there. You're good. You're good. Okay, real quick, I don't know if this is true. I've seen it from multiple sources right now, so I just have to comment on it. Rumor has it that Marvel Studios and Sony are reportedly eyeing a July 2nd, 2024 release date for Spider-Man 4. Now, this is coming from MCU Direct. I don't know if they've been as reliable as some people like MCU Source, who I know are not reliable. Um... But if this is true, that's that's incredible. Uh, I did not expect a Spider-Man movie so soon. I would ex I was expecting 2025, um, right before like Secret Wars or uh, Kang Dynasty, because I assumed they were gonna do like a black suit arc, you know, going through those two Avengers movies. Um, but this is crazy, if this is true. If I'm being honest, but uh, I. I can't go one episode without talking about Spider-Man. It could literally be just some random kid typing on a Twitter post to mess with people like me. And I, can I be honest? I'm hooked. They got me. But I think that's all for today's podcast, everybody. Thank you guys so much. If you have any questions about Red Hawk Media and maybe want to get involved, you can DM us on our Instagram at redhawk.media. And while you're there, go like the post. Go interact with the page. Click that link in our bio to check out all the podcasts that we have to offer. We got no game scheduled with John, Matt, and Caleb talking about every single sport, even if there was a no game scheduled. That was a good one. John, I know you're going to like that one. Uh, and then we got Mischievous with Caleb and Lou talking about mischievous topics, man. It's a really funny podcast, guys. They almost have a guest every single week, so I would definitely go recommend that one as well. And then we have Just Life with Cicely and Lou talking about life, talking about the struggles of life and how to get through it, man. It's a great podcast. It's definitely helped me. 
don't don't listen to them as much as you listen to hawk sense though all right they're kind of beating me in views so i need you to listen to this episode like five or six more times for me all right but anyways guys thank you guys so much for listening once again i'll see you guys next time